if you've not already followed us on any of our social media. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at NA Victory Church, Instagram at na.victorychurch, and YouTube at Victory Church Media to stay informed of all that's going on here at Victory. Praise the Lord, everybody. God bless you today. Amen. Looking for what God's going to speak to us today through His Word. Amen. Give honor to Brother Sister Bishop today, and we're praying for them. We're praying for this church family, those that are right now are sick and, and they're experiencing lost loved ones. We pray for you and ask God to strengthen you. Before we go into the Word, if you're in your homes today, I'd ask you to stand together and let's, let's pray at the beginning of this service. Ask God to touch us and help us today. Amen. Lord, we come to you in the name of Jesus. God, we're sending strength out today to your people, God. We send healing to their bodies today, Lord. We ask send out ministering angels to touch them and to heal them in the name of Jesus. Give them comfort today, Lord, and peace. Edify the body of Christ, Lord, and let you be lifted up, God, for you know what you're doing. God, and we trust in you today. And we're all going to give you all the praise. Amen. Won't you go ahead and clap your hands there in your home and give God just a few seconds of praise today and thank him for what he's doing. Amen. Amen. If you'll turn to the book of Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26. Amen. It's chapter 26, 20 and verse 21. Amen. It says, Come, my people, enter into thy chambers and shut the doors about thee. Hide thyself as it were for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. And the earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. Amen. I want to speak to you on this thought today, the last stand, the last stand. Amen. And we, when we look at this scripture today, we're probably thinking, this is what not, I didn't want to hear this today, but just a few weeks ago, I went into my office to study and I opened my Bible and I opened it to this verse. I didn't even read the chapter. I went straight to Isaiah 26 and 20, and I began to read. It's like the Lord began to speak to me about the scripture. Amen. The theme for Isaiah, Isaiah is set in the midst of an ongoing political crisis due to dominating the Mesopotamian powers. Israel was under an incorrect imp impression that as long as they went through the motions that God would spare their cities and the temple from harm. They learned a hard lesson when Assyria destroyed the northern kingdom of Israel in 722 B.C., followed by Babylon's destruction and exile of the southern king, kingdom of Judah in 586 B.C. Isaiah responds to questions and doubt from Israel about who God is and is he for them. His message is to point the people of God to the only refuge that they can trust in, their God. He is faithful. No matter what happens and no matter where they go, he remains our God. 
Amen. I want to tell somebody today, Jesus is still your God today. He still is sitting on the throne. He's not confused. He's not bewildered. Amen. There still is a church today. There is a church still lifting up the name of Jesus. Uh, people are still being healed. People are still being filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, God is still working and doing what's best for our lives. He remains their God. And Yahweh is to be trusted over human power. Jesus and the people are called not to make alliances with these foreign powers, though it is attempting in order to save their current way of life. I want us to hear this today. Are we wishing that this stuff for it to move and for God to move it where we can get back to normal? God doesn't want us to get back to normal or business as usual. But God is calling the church to run into him and to hide in him right now. God is calling the church back to him. God is raising up people all over the world. God is working on our behalf. He doesn't want us to go back to normal. He doesn't want us to have church as normal. But he wants the powers of God to shake this world. And he's going to use you and me, amen, to preach this gospel. He wants every young person, every person to be awakened in their spirit, uh, to run into their chambers today uh, and call out on the name of the Lord, uh, for he is a good God and he's worthy to be praised. God required righteous behavior. And Isaiah assures the people that though they cannot keep the covenant with their own, God would send one who would keep it. And we know his name today. Say that name in your house today. His name is Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 26 and 20, it is about praising God for his sovereign care over his people. The Ed Study Bible points out that the prophetic nature of Isaiah's words was that this time perspective shifts between the past, the present, and the future. It is a song, the whole chapter 26 is a song unto God. But verse 20 and 21, it cuts it off and it changes between a song and it talks about the final victory on our behalf. And chapter 26 prophesies of the deliverance of the Jewish people from captivity. When they initially were led into captivity, they undoubtedly would have despaired had they had not been encouraged with such promises today. Isaiah composed this song for the people even before the calamity had occurred to help bolster them in their resolve. God is working on your behalf today, church family. Brothers and sisters, God is working it out for your good uh, don't look at the circumstances don't look at the certain situations uh, but go to the word of God for your strength and your hope uh, even before this happened God knows what he's doing uh, God is lifting up people God is working in our lives uh, God is shaking the heavens and the earth uh, to let them know that there is a God in heaven and a God in the earth uh, Thus they might better be prepared to endure it 
and they might hope for better things. Uh, Paul wrote, he said, if I had hope in this world, uh, I would be of all men most miserable. Uh, God doesn't want your hope in this world. Uh, he wants your hope in him. Uh, God is still working for our good. In verse 20, the Bible says to shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself for a little while until the fury has passed by. The ESV creates a contrast to the open gates in verse 2 of the chapter. As Isaiah is referenced back to Genesis chapter 7 and 16, when God shut Noah into the ark so that he would be safe during God's judgment. I want you to go back with me a little while. We can't, we don't understand the days of Noah, but we do understand that God had a man, had a man to preach salvation. Their salvation was, if you're going to be saved, you got to get on the boat. If you're going to be saved, if you're going to be delivered from this ungodly world, uh, you got to get on the boat. Uh, it was that simple. you got to hear the man that was preaching the gospel uh, to that evil generation. Uh, the Bible says men's heart was on evil continually. He said you got to get on the boat. Uh, and today if you're watching uh, and you never repented of your sins uh, and you've never been baptized in water in the name of Jesus, uh, today is your day to get connected with this church uh, and be filled with the Holy Ghost uh, with the evidence of speaking of the tongues. Uh, the preacher still preaching. Uh, the word hasn't changed. Uh, and just as Noah was preaching this day, get on the boat. Uh, a preacher is telling you to get into the ship of safety. Uh, get into your doors and close yourself about. Uh, it's not just about a physical thing, uh, but it's about getting in communion with Jesus. Uh, it's about going into his presence in a time like this. Uh, it's about covering up uh, that God will protect his people. He said, come my people. These verses don't belong to the rest of the chapter. But it proceeds having foretold the wonderful deliverance and the utter destruction of the enemy. Lest they should suppose with a disappointment which might shake their faith respecting the future fulfillment of them. Don't let COVID shake your faith today. Have faith in your God. In Exodus 9 and 19, we know the story of Egypt. When the children, the Bible says in Exodus chapter 2, that the cry of the people of God came up before the Lord. Now, we have been in this for a few months. But I want you to realize it was over 400 years uh, that they were in bondage. Uh, and they, uh, I don't know why it took so long uh, for the people to call out to their God. Uh, I don't know why it took them over 400 years for deliverance. Uh, but somebody got tired of the normal. Uh, somebody got tired of being sick. Uh, somebody got tired of being depressed. Uh, somebody got tired of the circumstances they were living in. Uh, and the people of God began to call out to their God. They begin to call out to their God. And the Bible says that God heard them. I want to tell the church today, we need to call out to God. We need to go within our 
chambers, uh, not just a physical place, uh, but I'm talking about into the presence of God. Uh, you gotta have a prayer life. Uh, you gotta seek after the Lord your God. Uh, just as in a time we are now, we're in uncharted waters. Uh, we gotta have a place of refuge. Uh, and that place of refuge is in his presence. The Bible says the Lord heard the cry and he commanded Moses to deliver his people. He said, put the blood up on the doorpost. He said, go into your chambers. Hide yourself because the death angel is passing by. Hide yourself. Their moment was just for one night. And he said, Moses, you better tell them to put the blood up there. You better put the blood up on your doorposts uh, or the death angel is not going to pass you by. Get off the streets. Uh, get, get in the chambers. Get into the safety of your home. Uh, our homes represent a place of safety. Uh, I travel all over the world and, and I'm glad to get back home when I can be in my place of refuge and with my family and I can go into the place that I pray when I'm at home. Uh, and I feel safe there. Uh, that's what God is calling us to do. Uh, not just just a physical place, but a place to get into his presence. He's calling the church back to prayer. He's calling the church back to humble themselves. And I promise if you'll humble yourself and pray, God will answer. He said, get your shoes on. Get your staff in your hand. Be ready to move because it's just going to be for a moment. This thing still will pass in 2020. I don't know how long. I don't know how long it's going to be here. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just telling you that I got a word from the Lord today. That you be ready to move. You be ready to move and God says move. Chapter 26 is speaking of God's judgment of the past, the present, and in the future and how he keeps his people safe uh, and how they hide themselves in the refuge. Uh, God will protect us in this life and in death. Did you hear me? He's gonna, if we go before he comes, uh, he's gonna put us, he's gonna wrap his arms around us. Uh, uh, well, I, it will be victorious. Uh, I'm not depressed. Uh, I'm not confused because I trust in the word of the Lord. Uh, just as the people of God learned uh, in the book of Isaiah, just being a person of God, amen, does not eliminate you uh, from uh, sickness or diseases, amen. Uh, in this life, we will not be excused from those things, uh, but God will keep us. Uh, God will help us, uh, amen. David wrote about this in Psalm 53. He said, be merciful to me, Lord, uh, my God, for my enemies are in hot pursuit, uh, amen. All the day long, they press their attack. My adversaries pursue me all day long. In their pride, many are attacking me. When I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. In who, God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust and I will not be afraid. Some days, he said, 
It may feel like we're being afflicted all day long. But whatever is happening or going on, what does David do? He puts his trust in God. And he does not fear because he, he, it does not matter because he knows God is working on his behalf. In James chapter 4, he reminds us that we are not in control. Now listen, he said, today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city. We will spend a year there and carry our business and make money. He said, why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are in a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Isaiah reminds us of the passage of Job uh, when he came to life's conclusion. Who is God that we should question his purpose in the hard things of life? Uh, the grass withers and the flowers fail because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely people are grass. Uh, the grass withers and falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Uh, he said, lift up your voice with a shout. Uh, lift it up and do not be afraid. Uh, say to the town of Judah, here is your God. See that the sovereign God, he comes with power and with a mighty arm, he delivers. His reward is with them and his recompense accompanies him. He tends to his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms. He measures the waters in the hollow of his hand or in the breadth of his hand marked out to the heaven. Who has held the dust of the earth? Who is it with him that taught God knowledge he said why do you complain Jacob why do you say Israel my way is hidden from the Lord my cause is disregarded but by God do you not know have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God he is the creator of the ends of the earth he gives strength to the weary and he increases the power of the weak even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those that hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will not walk and not faint. This promise is everything. It should mean everything to be God's children. What is the most important thing in life is trusting God through all things knowing that there is something better waiting for us at the end of this earthly race. We need to run it well. Let's run in peace in our hearts today. Let's run with our eyes upon God, focused upon God, the Prince of Peace. He is your God and he is my God. Israel is God's people. And the church is God's people. In Romans chapter 10, Paul talks about how God has engrafted the church into the body. We are the apple of his eye. God is a God of deliverance. On April the 4th, 1948, the odds were not in Israel's favor. Held number 10 to 3 and with artillery shells raining down on them, a few hundred Jewish residents and soldiers managed to hold off about 1,000 troops of the Arab Liberation Army. The Arabs attacked the kibbutz with the intent of taking it for a strategic location between Jenin and Hafia. 
but all hope seemed lost. Yet, miraculously, the highly outnumbered Jewish forces managed to get on the offensive and successfully taken over the Arab villages surrounding the Kibbutz. It was God delivered Israel time after time after time that God put his hand in the middle of it. There was another time in the battle of Katamon that Israel was surrounded. Their tanks had actually run out of artillery. And as the enemy surrounded them, they looked and they seen, uh, this was a recorded incident. This was not thousands of years ago, but this was only 50 years ago. And as they were surrounded, uh, their tanks were out of shells. Uh, the invading armies began to look and they began to see more tanks. Uh, and they began to move and take transition. Uh, and, and the enemy said, we seen angels surrounding the tanks. Uh, this was not from Israel, but this was from the enemy. God knows how to deliver his people in a time of need. In the saving of the Kabbalists, another time, during the War of Independence, 24 homemade Israeli armored trucks and cars took a wrong turn and they were besieged and they crossed, accidentally entered into Lebanon. And the mighty hand of God once more delivered them from the enemy. In 1967, Egypt began moving forces and artillery towards the Sinai Desert. And as they began to, uh, uh, as they began to uh, fall and go towards the enemy, Israel's planes began to come up. And the pilots of the Egyptian army said, we begin to see angels flying beside their military planes. Once again, this is not from the Israelis. This is not from God's people, but this was from the enemy. They were, this has been recorded that God, they seen miraculous angels delivering God's people once more. How much more will God deliver the church of the living God? Amen. We're going past the former reign. We're going to be greater than the book of Acts. We're going to see things all over the world. God's working now. People are being baptized now. I was just in revival a month ago where a girl's leg grew over an inch in the service. Amen. Got reports of Mexico of tumors disappearing. God is still working. God is not done with the church. God's just getting it ready to have a revival. Hallelujah. Can you praise the Lord there in your home? Can you give the Lord a head clap of praise? God delivered his people. I'm going to read different Bible interpretations of the scripture. It says, go home, my people. Lock your doors. Hide yourselves for a little while until the Lord's anger has passed. Come, my people, enter thou chamber. Shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself. Come, my people, enter into your chambers. Shut the doors. Come, my people, enter thou chambers. Go, my people, enter into your room and close your doors behind you. I would compel you today, if you don't have a place every day to hide yourself in God, now would be a time to learn to pray. Now would be a time to seek his face. Amen. Second Corinthians says, for our light and momentary affliction is producing for us 
in eternal glory that is far beyond comparison. What God's doing right now, he's getting us ready for glory. He's preparing the church to be ready for glory. Anything it takes, God, get me ready to be saved. Anything you got to do, God, get me ready to be saved. Job said, if only you would hide me and conceal me until your anger passes. If only you would appoint a time for me and then remember me. Have mercy on me, O God, have mercy, for in my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take shelter until the danger has passed. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings will you find refuge. His faithfulness is as a shield and a rampart. When you see, you will rejoice and you will flourish like grass. Then the hand of the Lord will be revealed to his servants, but his wrath will be shown to his enemies. Seek righteousness, seek humility. Prepare, perhaps you will be sheltered on the day of the Lord's anger. Come, my people, shut yourself into my chambers. Give ear unto me, saith the Lord. Walk in rest, walk in peace. Pull yourself back, says the Lord today. Walk into me and let me comfort you and let me help you and heal you. For I am a good God, says the Lord. And I will wrap my arms around you. And I will give you peace. He said, the writer said, keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. For in a time of trouble he shall hide me in this pavilion. In the secret of the tabernacle he shall set me up on a rock. For his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. He said, Worry to is having faith and fear. It's the high interest we pay on tomorrow's troubles. Most of the problems we worry about never happen. The Lord says that worry gains us nothing. Worry enables us to fear take hold of our minds such a way that we can find no hope. I want to remind you of a story that a man named Clovis Chapel wrote. He said, years ago, in the pioneer's day of aviation, a pilot was making a flight around the world, and after he had been gone for two hours, he began to hear a sound as the gnawing of a rat. And he began to think, this rat is gonna chew the cables up. This rat is gonna chew these things up. And he said, worry began to grip my mind. And he said, I knew that this plane could come down at any moment. And as the noise continued, his worry turned to panic. It was more than two hours before he could land. Before It was more than two hours before he could find safety. But he realized something that if he would begin to climb to higher heights, that he would find this rat dead because uh, the rat could not survive the high atmosphere. And I want to tell somebody today, you need to climb higher in God. You need to climb in the atmosphere of the Lord today. You need to hide in the arms 
in the arms of his shelter. You need to climb into prayer and into peace. And when you walk in the presence of the Lord today, worry will go. Depression will go. Sickness has got to go in the name of Jesus. Climb until you feel his love and know beyond a shadow of doubt that worry cannot live in the atmosphere of faith. We will conquer the problems and we're going to enter into God's promises. God's promises. In the great awakening, there was a preacher named Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards had a monotone voice. His voice was powerful as he began to speak. And there was a message he preached on July the 8th, 8, 8, July the 8th, 1741. He preached the, the, the word of God, sinners in the hands of an angry God. And the Bible says, the, the, the book says that a commotion uh, filled the place wherever he would preach this. And people would fall and repent and they would begin to call out on the name of the Lord again. They would begin, it was called the first great awakening. What God is doing, God is causing an awakening to go out through our land. We are, we're, some of us are looking at it as a bad thing. Some of us are lost loved ones. But I want you to trust in the Lord. He's going to heal. He's going to give you peace. He's going to put uh, the things that are in your mind right now at ease today. If you will get into the atmosphere of a great God and there is an awakening calling prodigals back home God is moving out through every home and every church God is the spirit of God is calling people back to repentance back to fall on their face and to call on their God for he will heal their land the book of Acts will have no comparison the church must be ready for the harvest Stand today. I believe with all my heart this is the last stand of the church. I believe this is the last awakening. God will no longer leave his bride here, but he's coming for a church that has prepared himself. Just like Israel, God's people, he passed by them at times of, of anger upon them. I don't believe God's angry at the church. I believe God is trying to awaken the church to come out of their sleep, take a stand. Believe that you will prevail, not because of who we are, because God is on our side. As we get ready to close today, and I would say again, if you never repented of your sins, you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, hear this preacher today. Get connected to this church. Get connected to Pastor Mark Bishop. Get connected to Victory Church and be baptized in water in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. And let him fill you with the Holy Ghost. As I'm closing today, I'll ask you in your homes to pray right now. There's a song I heard today and it, it just came to my mind. It says, the weapon may be formed, but it will not prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I serve, he only knows how to do one thing. He knows how to triumph. 
It says, my God will never fail. My God will never fail. I'm going to see the victory. Won't you sing it in your home right now? I'm going to see a victory. Come on, lift your hand in your home right now. I don't care how sick you are. If you're able, lift your hand and say, I'm going to see the victory. I'm going to see the victory. Why? Because the battle belongs to the Lord. For the battle belongs. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. I'm not backing down from any giant. COVID's not just, it's just another giant in our way. And we're going to cut his head off, church. We're going to push it back and we're going to take our ground. Because I know how the story ends. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it for good, Lord. There's people they've lost loved ones. There's people who've lost their jobs. There's people hurt. But God is going to turn it for your good. Worship the Lord today with this song as it plays. Come on, pray in your home right now. Say it, God. You got this. Say it.